He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. All right, howdy, folks. Drew Berquist here. This is my show. It is Tuesday, November 1st. Can you believe we're in November? I can't. We got leaves up behind us. We got Nancy's bosom. Um, I walked into the studio this morning. Why not? <laughs> and forgot that that photo was on there from Booze and Banter yesterday. And I just got to tell you, I apologize to everyone who's watching the podcast that you've got to stare at this. But this is evidence piece A as to why Paul Pelosi had his his fun-filled night with hammers and underpants and other people. Um, because that's, you know, it is what it is. Like, we'll move on from it. We'll put the sponsor stuff up there in a little bit. We got a lot to get into today, though. We just do. We're going to get into Biden, who got lost again, he kissed a girl again, sniffed a girl again. We've got this huge story that's not getting enough attention. Department of Homeland Security leaks showing that they were meeting with big tech, helping moderate. We all know moderate is the new word for, for censorship. So we'll talk about that. We've got the Atlantic and other mainstream media people who want to pass. They want to pass on how they handled COVID. We've got Elon. Updates on that. Booze and banter today, which will be over on Locals. DrewBerkwist.Locals.com. You can see it on the bottom of your screen right now. You can see it in the show description and notes. We're going to talk how, how we're not heeding the warnings and the examples that are coming out of Europe in terms of energy issues. Guys, we don't have much diesel left. We've got some significant issues coming our way, and it doesn't seem like we're paying attention. We talk about it all the time. Of course, we're, they are paying attention. It's what they want to happen, but there's not enough other people paying attention and understanding what those consequences are if we go into that. So we'll get into that. The mainstream media keeps focusing on election denialists, as, as they're calling it. In 2020, instead of inflation, instead of the, the border, instead of all the issues that are plaguing our, our once great country right now. So we'll get into that. Tucker had an interesting take on Paul Pelosi. All that in booze and banter. But for now, let's get to question of the day. It's that time. And I'm going to give you a tough one. And I know so many of you are going to say, I choose neither. I'd rather do this or rather do that. You got to answer the question. Play along here. Because the question is this. Would you rather spend one hour with Hunter Biden or Paul Pelosi? Keep in mind, either person you pick will only be in their underwear. I, I really feel like our sponsor here is going to love that they get to follow this. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they, you know what? I know them well. You know, I'm, I'm part of their team. I think they can handle it. Uh, as you send in your response, again, Hunter Biden or Paul Pelosi in, under, in their underpants, who would you rather spend an hour with? You can only choose one. You cannot say neither. Give us your response. You can tell us why. You pro honestly, you probably need to tell us why, because it's it's a peculiar question. Today's well, we're, episode, we're just going to need to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at Mammoth Nation. They are America's conservative marketplace. Guys, you vote with your dollar. Go support companies who agree with you on where this country should be headed, who we are as a country, who we were as a country. All the legwork's been done. These are pro-America, pro-Constitution, pro-Second Amendment. Many of them veteran-owned, many former law enforcement-owned companies who are 
creating, selling all the products right here in America, and they're doing so with the same American spirit that's so important to all of us. So stop shopping woke. Go to mammothnation.com. Get yourself a membership, which will pay for itself in your first few purchases. You can use promo code DREW to save 30% on your membership. You're going to be pumped. And guys, let me tell you from experience, you're going to feel a whole hell of a lot better about where you're spending your money on. Okay, let's get to these responses I'm dying to see. Shirley, Paul Pelosi, and try and wake him up. Well, you're going to need a hammer, apparently. Uh, Pelosi, because I'd, I'd go during nap time. By the way, can I just say this? Because you said, uh, Pelosi, because I'd go during nap time, Shelby. You know, the, the story out there right now is that DePape, or however you say his name, who cares, confessed. And he had his backpack, and he had all these things in there, and he had zip ties. And they, when, he asked, when they asked him about zip ties, he said, I brought them so I could tie him up to the bedpost when I got tired because I was, I was tired from carrying my backpack to his house. How amazing is that? And that backpack, which had gloves and a hammer and some zip ties, all in well, maybe a couple pounds. <laughs> It really seemed, well, it seemed like he he was telling the the first part was like the half truth and then he realized when I tie him to the post when I would I was tired like like, like let me just you should have just said the whole truth and that it would have been fine it, it would have been, been okay <clears throat> now you're just you know trying to confuse everybody <laughs> oh my gosh I'm trying to find here we go this is what it says to uh Twist ties. I'm hoping they mean zip ties and not twist ties. Twist ties you use to like tie up a bag of bread. Yeah. Zip t- I can tell yeah, you from experience, yeah, yeah. zip ties work a lot better for detainees. Um, yes, but, 100%. But twist ties were found in the bedroom where DePape had planned to tie up Pelosi so DePape could go to sleep as he was tired from having to carry a backpack to the Pelosi residence. <laughs> I mean, if you're taking down that statement, you've got to be laughing. Oh, like that's that's just that's next level amazing. Anyways, let's get back to the answers here. I'm sorry, I derailed us. So people saying Pelosi so far. Pelosi just because his his unit has forgotten how to stand at attention. <laughs> okay, Jane, that's maybe the answer of the day. Paul, I can smack him down faster. Says Matilda. Hunter, I'd get high enough. I'd never remember. Fair fair point, right? You probably would. There'd be all sorts of stuff going on there. Um, Ginger said Hunter may be more fun. Hunter may be more fun. Uh, what else we got? Hunter be a huge laugh, says Deb. Both may get your buttholes pushed with. <laughs> uh, oh man. Um, well, guys, um, it's been a great safe. episode, <laughs> and um, just remember to you know don't get stuck tied to someone else or a post or whatever it is, and. Don't play with hammers in your underwear um, late at night. (laughs) Um, Thank you, uh, B slash bar. Drew did a great job on Mic Drop. Uh, That that episode dropped on um, Sunday, the 30th. I shared the link today uh, on a bunch of the different socials. You can go check it out. It was great spending time with him. You got to have some time. It's a commitment. You know, it was... About a three-hour conversation, but it was a fun conversation. So um, check that out. You can go on social media, or you can just search Mike Drop with Mike Ritland 
on YouTube or, or whatever other platform. I think that's the main one he's on, so go check that out. Um, tricky one, I can take off my glasses and I wouldn't see much lesser of two evils as Pelosi says Kathy. Uh, okay, Disco, what are you going with? I feel like the better one for me, just because I was that kind of guy growing up when um, my friends around me were doing drugs, like I'd like to play mind games with them. So I would say Hunter, because I would just have fun, especially once it kicked in. Like, okay, that blanket you're sitting on is full of ants. You know, like I would, I would just, you know, I'd be able to like <laughs> really, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I feel like that's why okay. I would choose Hunter, because I could just really play mind games with him. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's that's I can go with it. I think I'm going Hunter too, just because again, you know, I, I would say I'd want to get Paul drunk and get some dirt on Pelosi. Um, but I'd love to get dirt on Joe too. And he just is entertaining. You're going to have all sorts of interesting people. You know, he's going to probably at least be naked. Oh, at some <laughs> at point least. he's getting naked. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, which is not something I want to see. I've seen enough pictures of him naked for Pete's sake, but well, the thing for me is like whenever he does like a photo or not a like I don't know if he does the photo dump or if somehow he gets hacked whatever it is but you always see like he starts out happy and then all of a sudden he's like you know and he's got like a cigarette you know like like, yeah. like he, so I would just like love to be there just to see his highs and lows just to <laughs> see like what's really going on in there yeah. <laughs> why why does Joe call you the smartest guy he knows well and they're it's not him doing the dump remember they're all from his laptop their dumps coming from his laptop why he chose to document all of these yeah debauch and just i don't know that's beyond me but let's get let's talk about his father okay because his his poppy joe smugness weighed in on the whole paul pelosi thing and the hammer me from behind attack that occurred at the pelosi's and here's what he had to say about that and the generic point i want to make is that you know it's one thing to condemn the violence but you can't condemn the violence unless you condemn those people who continue to argue the election was not real, that it's being stolen, that all the, all the malarkey that's being put out there to undermine democracy. You can't just apologize and say the violence. It affects people's mentality. It affects how people think, particularly people who are not maybe as stable as other people. So the, the talk has to stop. That's the problem. That's the problem. We can't just say, I feel badly about the violence. We condemn it. Condemn what produces the violence. And this talk produces the violence. Thank you. Okay, so Biden tries to tie in the Paul Pelosi attack with January 6th and more over Donald Trump and MAGA and all this stuff. But there's, I mean... Honestly, when you look at this whole story, and again, the, the, what the mainstream media is talking, we're not diving into this right now, by the way, but what the mainstream media is talking about, and formerly conservative, now you know, a liberal tool of the left, the Drudge Report, and places like that will lead you to believe is, okay, this guy's confessed, which he has. This guy's confessed, and this is all because he's a radical conservative. But there's nothing out there that could convince me or, could, or should be able to convince you that this drug-addled communist nudist would all of a sudden make this hardcore pivot from being a progressive radical leftist lunatic to some jihadist conservative it literally makes no sense it's more likely that 
three people are hanging out or whatever the number was there, popping some you-know-what kind of pills, probably taking some other drugs, and things got out of hand. Police had to be called. Someone got their feelings hurt, whatever. The hammer was used wrong. I don't know. But again, to say some Berkeley communist got radicalized to be a conservative jihadist is one of the more ludicrous things I've heard all year. And when the system starts spreading lies like this and expecting you and I and and other people out there in the country to believe their propaganda, you you know that their, their plan and their propaganda game, specifically their propaganda game, is is strong and can't be questioned because they're they're getting away with it in a lot of areas. A lot of people are like, oh, okay, yeah, it kind of did seem weird, but now it seems like he just was a bad guy who was some crazy conservative. And anything is possible. This is a crazy world we live in. He's obviously a crazy dude. But come on. You have to question it. You have to question these things. You have to to push back against these things. If you believe everything the media and our government's telling you, you're literally just a sheep that's waiting to be slaughtered. The only thing the Communist Party has left is division. It's kind of been that way for a while, but certainly now. Because they can't point to their record of achievement. Hey, look at all these amazing things I've done. They've done nothing. Nothing for the good of the people. Again, it's always for the good of them and their friends and members of the elite. It's not for the good of the people. They can't point to any successes they've had on that scale of, is this good for the country? Is this good for the everyday American? No, they've got none. Biden's first half, I mean, guys, think about this. He has not even been in there for a full two years. we're, We're a year and about nine months or so in. And it's been an unmitigated disaster by any measure. And he hasn't even been in for that full year and nine months. Yeah. Because he's been on vacation. (laughs) Well, exactly. Oh, yeah. 40% of that time he's been in Delaware on vacation. (laughs) And it's been Uh, atrocious. One of my favorite uh, comments so far today, you know, Joe starts talking, then you start coming on it, and it's just, you know, Joanne from Facebook. Thank you so much. (laughs) I love it. Perfect. It's it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. But despite, as we always say, and we'll move on here, despite the fact that he has been an absolute disaster and failure and the worst president in history of the United States and, and just no one has come out on top on any front from what this Democrat Party has done, what this administration has done. But for them, he's a successful dude. The most successful commissar that they've ever had because they're getting things accomplished that achieve them. Again, I always say this. We say and tend to say communism's never worked anywhere. Socialism's never worked anywhere. But again, that's from our optic and from our view. From their view, it has worked because they've divided the people. They've divided the nuclear family. They've given all control to the media. Or, you know, The media is controlled by them, rather, excuse me. They've disarmed people, which has not happened here, thankfully. They've done all these things, and they've driven a huge wedge and made it peasants in the elite, relying on big government. So in their eyes, 
as much hate as they're getting, they're successful. In ours, well, yeah. I mean, if you were to have a sit down with the uh, leader of Venezuela and you'd be like, "So how's coming?" He'd be like, "It's great." Yes, <laughs> it's fantastic. Would you like something? We control everything. Let me hit my button, and a servant will <laughs> yeah, come. You know, like so. Of course, like from the leader standpoint, like this is fantastic. We're yeah. getting everything we want. And everyone's falling in line or, you know, that's what they're assuming that's happening. It's, you know, but no, you talk to the people. I mean, come on. We've talked about it all the time. We had the hot zone with Chuck Colton, you know, like he's talked with people that he, he almost got kidnapped while recording an episode, (laughs) you know, like it's bad over there folks. And if you think that it's good for this country, then you know what, if it ever happens, if it truly fully happens, I, I can't wait for your, for you to be like, Oh my gosh, this is horrible because We'll be there saying, told you so. Told you so. <laughs> yeah, and my, by the way, my bunker and my reserves, we just don't have enough for you. So, um, yeah. Mm. I don't have a bunker. Uh, it's Florida. There's no, you don't have basements yet. Here. But, um, <laughs> yet. Exactly. So, um, seven days to save our country exactly, June. Seven days from today, we're going to, well, seven days from today, we vote to save our country. I think there's going to be several states that we don't know anything for. For, for several days after. I hope that I'm wrong on that, but that's just if 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 history, recent history is any indication, we're probably not going to know all the answers late that night or even the next morning. We'll see. But 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 by the way, a uh, good use of the word unmitigated there. Thank you. Earlier. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like it was uh the Grinch. He was like, the unmitigated gall, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. You know, every once in a while. I mean, again, I talked to children and an Afghan most of my life. Um, so I feel like my English is consistently going down, not not up. It should be I should be like doing crosswords and getting smarter. I don't have time for crosswords and I I talk to people who speak in broken English. So anywho. Um so it was Halloween at the White House. It was Halloween everywhere yesterday. Hopefully you guys had some fun. We had some great time with the kids. Again, not my favorite holiday, but I love it for them. I love just standing back behind, seeing them rush up to the door, get their candy, run around, just have fun, right? It just brings you back. It's like, man, I wish life was as simple as it feels to them right now. It's not. But <clears throat> it was it was Halloween at the White House as well. And you had Jill dressed up like a Democrat, complete with blue hair, a green outfit, pair of fairy wings. Because she identifies as Miss Cleetoros, um, Queen of the Woodland Nymphs. But, but you had her dressed up crazy like that. Joe, dressed as a corrupt politician who likes to smell kids, roll the tape. Do we have it? It's just not wanting to fire. Let me try it again. I'm I hitting can see take. The picture in preview. Just, uh... <laughs> Okay, so let's 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 look at the technique on this. Let's maybe even play that back or slow it down. Because he goes in for a sniff and a kiss. First a sniff, then a kiss, which is kind of his his thing, right? All right, we don't have to play it back. I'm I'm so sorry. It was getting glitchy on there. You want to watch the the kiss again? Yeah. Sorry. Here we go. So sniff, and then the kiss. Yeah, you kind of squeeze them both in there. Let me get close enough to do both. He it's just he literally can't help himself. It's like a fetishy sickness 
it's, it's a weird doesn't describe it right. But he literally can't help himself. I mean, how many times, not just on this show, but in previous shows, previous iterations of the show, yada, 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 have we shown clips of Joe sniffing, kissing, groping people? He like he can't he can't help himself but to do it. But then what's great, and again, I always say this too, like he does that on camera, in public, in front of these people. And should bring into question if he's willing to be that awkward and strange in public, what's he like in private? I think we've gotten a pretty decent glimpse of what he's like in private. You can ask his daughter, Ashley, who he showered with. But he's he's a sicko. But they do their thing. They do their public appearance. They had, I mean, this place was, you can kind of see it in this next clip we're going to watch, but it was done up the White House to the nines. And once the festivities were over, it was time for Joe and Jill to go back inside. And despite the massive White House, you know, the structure at 1600 Pennsylvania, that's right beside them, right behind them. And the clearly marked big ass entrance. It was not as easy as you would think for them to find their way back inside. Take a look. Okay, did you, all right. I did you see what happened? Because you had the dude dressed as Willy Wonka comes over and says photo op. Okay, so Jill and Joe pose for their photo, and then Jill starts acting confused, which has not been as much of a trend as Joe. Joe never knows how to get off the stage or whatever you know po podium he's at, but they get confused. And then the Secret Service dude comes over and points to the big open door behind them. That's literally massive. They're on like this set that has these tiny buildings in this mock village. And then there is a ginormous door to a ginormous structure and residence known as the White House behind them. And they're like, I don't know. I don't know how to get off this thing. But Jill relays the message that, that the Secret Service says, which of course confuses Joe further. So he's now looking to the left of the door, which is like the little fake buildings that he's taller than. Which then eventually prompts Willy Wonka to come back and point to Jill to the, to the big opening. The big opening to go through that you can see back there with the Marine guards. And... <laughs> I mean, how obvious is that door right there? But then look, Joe's like, oh wait, should we go here though? You just told us to go through the big door. Should we go to that fake building instead? Maybe maybe there's children in there. I don't know what he's thinking. But you can see some of the other dudes like kind of shaking their head like, oh, my God. Go to the big door with the Marine guards by it. I mean, I would be okay if someone in the White House came out and said, you know, <clears throat> they decided to do some lewds and it kicked in. Yeah, and that's Halloween, why they were lost. They were feeling frisky. <laughs> like, why not? 
You know, I mean, it, but it just, you know, him getting lost, that's one thing. Usually she's the one that's like, pulling say, him along. Yeah, yeah, say yeah. goodnight and let's go. Yeah. But the fact, you know, like, you know, maybe they were told something different before the event happened and then it changed. But obviously, still, it's like, there's clearly one entrance. There's clearly like, one go. entrance, and the buildings surrounding you are fake wooden painted structures. Like, you can't go in there. Well, it's not time for our, our, our uh, puppet show. No? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I mean, we talked about it earlier this week too. Where the hell was the Easter Bunny? Like, it's it, you can dress up as a bunny on Halloween. Like, it doesn't have to just be Easter. Where's the well, bunny? I think that's what I think that's what Willy Wonka was that for. Was but Willy clearly, Wonka's he didn't do role. his job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was the guy in the bunny. Oh, uh, maybe now we've seen his face. We've seen his face. He's known. He's got a cute little tail. He doesn't. I don't. I don't mean that about his actual tail. Um. Okay, it's just it's depressing though. It's depressing to see someone walk so slow and not know how to very obviously get off the scene, get off the stage, get back into the White House, whatever the case might be. You know, uh, back when he was doing the remember when he came out and did the Despacita song? Um he was yes. late. They called his oh. name, they introduced him like he finally came out and then played that like it's like, "Oh my gosh." Um you didn't even know how to get onto the stage that time. Anyways, hit that like button wherever you guys are. We're so grateful that you are here today with us. Love spending time with you on this Tuesday. Lots still to come. But do make sure you hit that like button. It's the plus sign on Rumble. It's the boxing uh, glove on the app. It's You know how to do it on Facebook and all, all the other platforms. Please do continue to engage. Share, share, share away. Also, go find and share the episode of Mike Drop uh, where Mike Ritland and I sat down and talked about Way more about myself than I like to talk about for three hours, but it was a fun thing, and I think the episode turned out great. So go check that out. We'll be right back. We're going to talk about this DHS leak, which everyone should be paying attention to and discussing. No one really is. whole lot more. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank you for your continued support by bringing you the biggest bath sale ever. Get my six-piece towel sets for the lowest price ever, only $39.96. His and her bathrobes, 50% off. Bath mats for as low as $17.49. And I'm also excited to announce the original My Slippers are back in stock. And now they come in even more colors and wide sizes. They're made with the same great patented technology. And yes, you'll still save $90 a pair. So get the biggest savings ever on bath sheets, bath mats, washcloths, hand towels, bathrobes, slippers, and so much more. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and get deep discounts on all MyPillow bath products, including our six-piece towel sets. Regular $89.98, now only $39.96. Get all your shopping in while quantities last, so please order now. Beat, you're right. No diesel, no food deliveries. Prepare. Sad that we're in this state where we've got less than weeks left of, of our diesel reserves. 
But we're going to talk about that in booze and banter, which you should join us today. Just pasted the link into the chat. Uh, it'll be drewberkwist.locals.com. You can find it that way, or you can go specifically to the link, which is today's episode um, that's going to be over there. So come, come hang out with us after the show. Grab a drink, bring some questions, bring a friend, do all of that. But let's get into this story here. And what's probably one of the bigger stories, this is going to sound maybe over the top. But it's one of the bigger stories of our lifetime. And of course, the mainstream media is going to ignore it because it articulates what we all thought was going on the whole damn time with big tech and our government. But here's an excerpt from this post-millennial article. There's plenty of articles out there. This just happens to be one that discusses DHS and their leaks. Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt filed a lawsuit that revealed via appended meeting minutes that Microsoft executive Matt Masterson who is formerly an official with Department of Homeland Security, told the DHS director in February of 2022 this year that platforms have got to get comfortable with the government. It's really how interesting, it's, it's really interesting how hesitant they remain. That comes from an article from the online platform, The Intercept. But let that sink in for a second. You've got an official from the Department of Homeland Security, an organization that never should have been formed, by the way. One of the biggest is that there's multiple disasters under the Bush administration, but even when people were on Bush's side back in the day, a lot of people have flipped on that now and are more paying more attention to, to who that family is. But even back in the day, most people were like, he's getting most of the things right. There was a lot of people who were on his side for a lot of things. I was one of them. I was wrong. But I knew at the time being involved in all of this that the, the formation of the department of homeland security was a disaster it's just more government bloat all of that kind of stuff anyways you've got a dhs official in this case who says platforms meaning facebook twitter youtube all those all the main big tech players these platforms have to get comfortable with the government and this guy matt masterson is all about censorship. The companies have to get comfortable with the government. Think about that statement. That is some serious grade-A fascism right there. And it's once again, with, with all the conversation that you hear about <clears throat> in the mainstream media, on social media, and in all of the different realms of society these days, about how we're fascists and we're awful and this, that, and the other, this is... Once again, the left projecting onto the right what they are, what, what they're doing, what they are, all of that. And it's been reported that the Department of Homeland Security met with Twitter, Facebook, Wikipedia, and other platforms in order to coordinate content moderation operations starting back in 2020. Then these meetings became part of an ongoing initiative, which saw collusion and collaboration between the Department of Homeland Security, in big tech to determine how misinformation would be dealt with on those platforms. And we've all had a feeling for a long time, I, very much so on a personal level, you guys have heard from me the sob stories a million times on how much YouTube and Facebook and some of those have gone after us and, and for the most part crippled us. We're still here, we're still kicking, but things look and, and feel a whole lot different. The bank accounts certainly do all because of differing views, 
all because prior to the 2020 election, I had come back from a break and we were making waves again and had videos that went after Joe Biden that were getting millions of views and crushed him. Oh, this this platform and many others, not just mine, are making some serious waves and changing people's minds. We better suppress them and suppress this, suppress us. They did. But we all we all knew, even the people who haven't experienced it firsthand, know that this has been going on. Free speech being censored in a coordinated effort between the U.S. government and social media platforms. And again, at least for myself, I thought it was like all sort of a wink and a nod in terms of the coordination between. But I didn't realize, and none of us frankly could in, with, with certainty until this happened, just how coordinated it in fact was. Because you had the Department of, according to all these, these minutes and, and stuff that was released, you had the Department of Homeland Security that was set up with special portals. They had special access on Twitter and Facebook, for example, to get in and look at content that they didn't like. Ooh, what's Drew saying today? What's Bongino saying today? What's, you know, all these people saying today? What's this publication saying today? And then because they can't specifically do it, the government, but the private companies can, and they're, protection, they're protected by Section 230, you... You had the DHS, who then would have social media platforms, such as Twitter or Facebook or the like, censor content that they didn't agree with. Censor content, for example, about the the lab leak theory as a possible reason for the pandemic. Hmm. I wonder why DHS would want to downplay the lab leak theory. I don't know. Maybe it's... Maybe it's because taxpayer money has been going to the Wuhan lab, had been going to the Wuhan lab to conduct gain-of-function research. And American people would probably, and they are, but they probably back in, in, in this, this it's not, I don't know why I did finger parents because it was a real time, but back in this, this, this time when this was being discussed, American people would probably be pretty damn pissed off if they knew they lost their job because of a U.S.-funded program that went haywire, just went way off, off the rails. What's the term? <clears throat> What's the term when you have corporations and the government working hand-in-hand together for the same goal, they're going after the same thing, and they'll accomplish it come hell or high water? It's called fascism. That's exactly what it is. And that's why, as with so many other words in this new crazy-ass world that we live in, the, the left had to change the definition. The left is accusing us of being fascist by definition. When, in fact, by the letter of the law, what fascism truly is, is 100% what they're doing and 100% who they are. They've just changed it. to. I mean, now you'll see it and be like, right wing and right this and... Far right, yada, yada, yada. It's like, no, you can't just put those words. I mean, they can, because that's just the world we live in. But you can't really just put those words in there and change it. But seriously, that's what they've done. They've done it with fascism. A woman. They've done it with recession. We're not in a recession right now, folks. Wink, wink. Despite being very much in a recession. We're, We're about to also run out of diesel fuel. Yay. 
2022 the best? Simply the best. Um, um, <laughs> but again, you know, there's it, a saxophone solo in that song. Yes. Yeah. I'm telling you, I just we need a live band, but. But it makes sense on what they're trying to accomplish, what they're trying to peddle, why they had to change the definition, because they, they don't want it describing exactly who they are and what they are. It has to be projected onto someone else. Let's transfer who the guilty victim is here and make it these people over here who love this country and hate everything that we're trying to do to the people of this country. And if you control speech, you control the narrative which is so key to them. It's all it is. It's literally just this flimsy narrative. The, uh, everything else is, is total BS. But that's what they want more than anything else, and that's why they continue to play the game that they're playing, and that's why also that this story, which documents and serves as evidence to prove what, again, we already knew, but it demonstrates and shows us that, hey, the U.S. government at a high level was not just talking every once in a while and suggesting things. They were meeting on a routine basis to dictate to these private companies, to big tech platforms who are extremely left-leaning on how to suppress the message that's out there. The truth. How to suppress the truth. And then what's left is you've got all of the lies that are being peddled on the mainstream media and the like, and it's trust nothing, guys. It, you, you know, used to a lot of people would live by the trust but verify thing. No, no, don't trust at all. Verify and then maybe, although unlikely, trust. Like, like that's the statement. It's a long statement. It doesn't work for a T-shirt or anything like that. But that's just the place that that we're in. And and as Michelle says, the truth always prevails. I hope so. And I think, I think it does. The, the, the trick has been with this is the reach that these guys have with the mainstream media, with big tech, now with weaponized government agencies. The truth can come out. We've seen the truth. I mean, think about the truth that we've seen with Hillary Clinton, James Comey, the truth that we've seen about stuff that went against Trump. I'm not saying Trump is a perfect angel, but the stuff that went against Trump that was proven to be absolute garbage and not real. We've seen truth on all that. The truth about Hunter Biden. The truth about Joe Biden. You could literally, uh, the, the list could, could go on for days. We know big enough pieces, not all, but big enough pieces of the truth on all of those issues to not only throw up red flags, but for people to go down and to go down hard for what they've done and for the lies and the manipulation. But because they control everything, we never make any headway. I know where you can use the verify and trust. Okay. Verify there's a uh, round in the chamber. Trust your sites. Okay, there you there, go. You know, then, yeah, you know, that's, I'd say that's the only place you can use that at. Focus yeah. on that front site post. Yeah. And squeeze. Um, okay. So the yeah, Atlantic. Don't pull. <laughs> squeeze. Don't pull. Don't slap. The Atlantic, you know, who's, who's way, way back when was a respected publication. Not so much now. now. Now the masks are off. We know who all these publications are. Anyways, they just published an article. I think this is so rich. They published an article called Pandemic Amnesty. We need to forgive one another for what we did and said when we were in the dark about COVID by Emily Oster. My simple answer or response 
to the title and the gist of this article and Emily's cries for forgiveness are hell no. Never. No. There was only, there is only, and there was only one side terrorizing people with COVID fear, with COVID restrictions, all that nonsense. And you know who it was? It wasn't us. It was the communist left. Every draconian measure that was implemented by any government, state or local, there was a Democrat in charge. Certainly, and, and, and maybe you could have some, some grace and have some, some error in that statement at the very, very beginning. But as things carried on, it was clear who loved the power, who loved the control, and who thought they could get away with it in their state with their populace. And in many cases, they did. But it was them. It was very, it, practically exclusively, them who did all of this stuff, who made us stand outside in line at grocery stores, stand on top of, do- I mean, think of, we all should have gotten, I mean, you know, we all talk about how much money Pfizer and, and Big Farmer and all these people made, but whoever got tipped off that, hey, this is coming, make little circle discs to go on the floor of shops, those guys made some money. They're the ones who told us, though. That we had to stand on those dots six feet apart, forced people in a lot of places to show a vaccine card to buy groceries, forced to to show a vaccine card to go to a movie. And no one should forgive or forget that. I mean, for peace sakes, you remember like back in the like you had a man out, what was he, kayaking or paddleboarding in Los Angeles by himself outdoors, exercising, doing all the right things that help prevent COVID or, or, or long-term COVID. And he was arrested for breaking lockdown restrictions. You had neighbors calling police on each other because they had more than six people in their backyard for a barbecue, or they weren't sure who they were. Like, are they tested? Are they vaxxed? Like, they, I mean, it's just insanity what we saw here. The divide in this country on a number of issues, but particularly this one, is very clear. And even to this day, because of the, the fear porn that was put out there, even to this day, we, we see people who are anxiety riddled driving in their cars alone with their masks on. And they're simply victims of tyrannical government who scared the crap out of them. They bought into it. In some states, they kept kids out of school for nearly two years. Two years. They wanted people to lose their jobs, and in some case, they did if they weren't vaccinated. Find some people. I mean, it's just crazy. So all that to say, when you look at this article and that play, like, hey, you know what? Let's just forget about how we talked about COVID and took different stances and agreed on this. We weren't really sure. No, Emily. There's going to be no amnesty. There's no amnesty. And I, I tell you, as, as, a, as a God-fearing man, it's hard to talk about that, and it's hard to reconcile it, and I'm not even saying I'm right because we're supposed to show grace and love and forgiveness. But when you look at what these people have done to us and how evil they are and what they're continuing to try and do, my response is, look, bro, no, it's game over. Like, there's no amnesty, whether you were the person pushing it down or some stupid sheep who followed it. 
You're, we're we're on different teams. We are on different teams. And until there's some sort of reckoning, like arrests, trials, prison time, I'd like to take it a step further in certain cases. But at least that, and that's how serious we have to take all this. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but that's how serious it should be taken. Until you've got the, the likes of Fauci and Dr. Burks and Dr. Collins, Rochelle Walensky, Randy Weingartner, Andrew Cuomo, J.B. Pritzker, Gretchen Whitmer, Kate Brown, Lori Lightfoot, all these people, until they're brought to justice, the media is brought to justice, there can be no amnesty. Got a question for you. Yeah. What was your favorite way a company tried to have COVID barriers or whatever, but that didn't seem legit, like a, like it was more funny? Well, I still think, well, I know. Okay, so my favorite is this. There was a town, I forget the town, it was in New York. Um, no, it was in Maine, I believe. And the servers wore the dog cones. <laughs> they had to remember that we showed that they had to wear the dog cones like the plastic collar that went up as if they couldn't breathe and have the particles float over the dog cone but that's like i mean if you like literally so many people went along with so many stupid things and shame on all of you that did maybe some of you are, are salvageable most of you aren't but if you fell for that like hey look you're gonna have to come to work to this blue collar job that pays you shit and you're gonna have to wear an e-collar um and be vaccinated and this that and that and they were like yeah okay like you're 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 lost <laughs> we 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 can't help you dear like you're toast i can picture the girl in the the she was not an unattractive girl either who's who's wearing the e-collar it's like oh my god oh my god that yeah, was my, the worst my favorite was my favorite was um, in my travels with uh, American Flat Track was um, Mesquite, Texas. Okay. Which they have a huge stray dog problem there. So, like, if you ever go there and you see, like, just packs of dogs, it's normal. Anyway, Mesquite, Texas, there's a Waffle House there next to, like, I don't know if we were, like, a Holiday Inn or what, the hotel there, whatever it was. But they had, with um, fishing line, like, tacked up into the ceiling and then a curtain rod and then plastic see-through shower curtains around every booth and every table. So it was like you were getting like, I'm going to eat this and then I'm, they're going to kill me and the blood's just going to splatter. Right. Like we'll they're getting fine. like, they're like Dexter getting ready. Like yeah, Exactly. It was it, it, like, it was like, nah, I'm going to go eat Taco Bell instead. <laughs> well, the whole restaurant thing was probably collectively, whether you're talking that where you're talking like, you know, the, the e-collar thing. That was the proof. Well, proof that there was uh, there was literally every point you could you could bring up is proof positive that it was all nonsense. But you had the like we talked about a couple weeks ago, Fauci and them saying it's okay to go out and march shoulder to shoulder in hundreds of thousands of people for for George you know George Floyd and social injustice, uh, which doesn't really happen in this country. But that's okay. You can't get the virus that way. But if you go to like a Christmas party, you're probably gonna die. You know, like the, like the, the differences in that. And then the restaurant stuff, which even Fauci was caught on record. We talked about that, too, saying how laughable it was that Americans would go along with such insane guidance to walk in to a restaurant with a mask on, then sit down and eat food and, and drink and talk to people, be around other tables. And you're good there. Once you sit down at that magic table, 
and Fine. use plates and silverware and you know utensils and all that kind of stuff from a restaurant that's been handled by a bunch of people and you're talking to other people like then you're fine but that walking in part you better have your mask like that it was all just like seriously people uh, i would say another one that i thought was funny and this wasn't a store this was a, a human being i was in a layover somewhere ah, it's gonna drive me i don't remember which airport it was but i was at like uh, applebee's to go and was like sitting down at the bar and all of a sudden i hear like this crinkling next to me and i like look over and there's a guy from head to toe duct taped and wrapped in black trash bags like even up mm-hmm. to his face he had goggles on the whole nine yards and his food comes and he rips open a hole to eat and i was like okay and then he gets done and he takes a piece of duct tape and just puts it over and he was like six rows back on me on the same plane like like just <laughs> like he had like literally like duct taped black trash bags all over him everywhere so like, he wouldn't get it i mean Dude. hey if he didn't get it he didn't get it good on him but still it's just like like, don't travel if you're that scared. Like, don't get on a plane. <laughs> Do you remember, too? There was a uh, clip we showed. It was early on in the whole thing. And it, this actually might have. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you were if you were back on in your role on the show at that point or if, if, if you're doing stuff on the side. But we showed a clip where this mom is sending her kid to school. And she's taken like the equivalent of like Publix or Winn-Dixie bags, like, you know, all the little brown plastic bags and like taped them onto him. And then she's out in the front yard spraying him down with Lysol. Yes, so I I played that asset. I wasn't a part of the show. Actually, I think I might have been. It was was like very slightly, but I was I played that asset. Yes, I remember. It was was like that is amazing. People have lost their damn minds. Anyways, yeah. fun fun sidebar going on to all these crazy things. Um, they're going to try and bring it back. Although, you know, you've got some like the Atlantic who are saying, well, I'm so sorry. Let's just move past this. No, we're not going to. There's some though who are going to try and bring it back. There's some who are who are still, by the way, dealing with the side effects of this experimental vaccine. Why does my heart hurt? Huh? Crazy. And then you ask someone, you know, hey, this person just suddenly died of a blood clot. And if you ask them if they're vaccinated, they won't they won't talk about it. I don't ask that because I don't get into people's but but other people will ask that. Like it's it's crazy. All right, guys. Hey, make sure you head on over one last story, but then make sure you head on over afterwards to locals. We'll be there, drewberquist.locals.com, or you can follow the link that I've just pasted in the chat. Please get on over there. We want to have some fun with you. We're gonna talk about the energy crisis. We're gonna talk uh play a Tucker clip. We got all sorts of fun stuff that we're going to do over there. So come on over, bring a drink, bring a question, bring a friend, bring all sorts of stuff. And let's come have some... on over. Come on over, baby. That was, that was great. That was, that was great. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the little free, no license needed bump there. Okay. Yeah, so a, when you sing yourself, it's a parody. So it's fine. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so Elon Musk has dissolved Twitter's board of directors. And at least for now, is going to sit as the sole director of the company. He's also said and suggested that he's getting this this um, moderation council set up. What are the? What, it's a moderation council, and he's not going to make any major decisions until said council is set up. But once it is, those who've committed minor fractions or have been suspended for dubious reasons are going to be allowed back on the platform. He wrote that in response to Michaela Peterson, Jordan Peterson's daughter. Anyone suspended for minor and dubious reasons will be freed from Twitter jail. He then tweeted, no major contact decisions 
or account reinstatement um, account reinstatements will happen before the council convenes. Minor and dubious reasons will be freed from Twitter. And how do we get invited to be on that council? <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? You know, like, look, 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 we don't need to be a part. Of, look, we'll, we'll still do what we do. We just want to be on the council. That's right. it. You know, exactly. <laughs> I just want I, to be on a council. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Councilman Drew Berquist. <laughs> oh, it'd be good. Um, so he, he later tweeted in response to this conversation and a lot of other conversations that are out there. He said, Twitter obviously cannot become a free for all hellscape where anything can be said with no consequences. And you've got the left who's pretending that's what they think it's going to be. There's got to be rules. Guys, all of these platforms, to a, a certain extent, have always had some of those rules. Some have not followed them. You know, again, Twitter has, has obviously had terrorists and anti-Semitic people and all sorts of other people on there. Well, we're not allowed to be on there, uh, or our colleagues and friends in the space aren't allowed to be on there. But it's it's always... I feel like gotten at least a couple things right. Where like people try and live stream some horrific event, people try and and talk about murdering someone, this, that, and the other, and you you break the law. And there's been some checks there. The real check though has that's been missing has been on fairness, and that's what drives the left crazy. So when they say, "Hey, it's just gonna be crazy now," and everyone's gonna be said, "No, it's not gonna be." What you're really saying is you're not threatened by violence that that that. You're, you're suggesting is going to come and people saying other stuff, you know, like what you're suggesting is people are going to say things that I disagree with and it's going to hurt my feelings. And I don't like that. And for the longest time we've had control over it. So it didn't happen. And if it did happen, they got booted off because Twitter or whoever YouTube, they hate conservatives. They hate people who love this country. So I just want this little echo chamber and that's never what it was supposed to be. So it's, well, you know, Every platform says they have rules and guidelines, but we've shown different videos and stuff that have come out where it's like, if a child were to stumble upon this, this is not something that a child should see, but it doesn't get flagged They're They've been there imposing their rule and their law and what they don't, they don't agree with offends them personally when it's not for the greater good, not for the, the greater good. You know, so, you know, it's not like, it's something that, you know, when there's, when there's, you know, like you said, bad things that get aired, you know, live streamed or whatever, but never gets flagged or gets flagged too late. Like, it doesn't matter. The cat's out of the bag. Why even erase it now? Like, everyone's already seen it. What's going on? You know, it's just awful, you know, and it's how, how people get away with it. It's yeah. they right now. And the thing is, is there's a lot of people who know they can get away with stuff. And they're doing it because they're like, they're not focused on me. They're focused on this, what they don't like. So yeah. I'm fine. I'm good. And when he decides to enforce these new rules and these, you know, that he wants to try to, or laws, whatever you want to call them, like the, the Twitter laws, right. people are going to be upset because they're going to lose money. They're going to lose traffic, all that stuff. And and we're going to say, welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to <laughs> yeah. the party, pal. Come out to the coast. I have a few laughs. Um, so last thing on, on Elon and Twitter, and then we're heading over to booze and banter. But with a week to go before midterms, Twitter, and, and under Elon's guidance, has locked out some of its employees from being, um, being able to access these internal tools that can be used for content moderation and policy enforcement. So he's taken that autonomy away from them, saying, you, you don't get to do that anymore. And as a result, the left's gone completely apocalyptic. Because for so many years, they thought they controlled the narrative on social media, social media especially Twitter, and they did. 
And now with Elon taking over, they're simply beside themselves. They're like, oh, oh my God, like, what do we do? They can't stand to think that they don't have the advantage anymore, at least on this one particular platform. Obviously, they do on YouTube. Obviously, they do on Facebook, but not on, on Twitter so much as they did. Is it all the way there? And is it all the way fair? No, no one's saying that. <clears throat> but this taking people's ability away, staff members who have been doing this for years, their ability to, to moderate content away from them is crazy. And the left knows, you know, you know why it drives them crazy is because they know on a, on a level playing field that they lose every single time because their message about who they are and what they want to do to this country is absolute shit. It's, a, it's an awful thing. People know it's shit. But when they control the message and the narrative and if someone calls them out on that and they just say, nope, you're not allowed here anymore, that was fact-checked as, as, as not true. It makes it a little bit easier for them. And they still barely win. But these, these purple-haired you know, monsters behind the keyboard over there who have had these dashboards known as agent tools to carry out actions like banning something or suspending account, they don't have it anymore. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays in. You know, normally at this time and, and, and f for a while now, you know, you go back to 2020. It was about one month prior to the 2020 election where all of my stuff got turned essentially off. I mean, it's, it's on. There's accounts there, but there might as well not be. You know, it's easier for people to get it on the site or, you know, one of the podcasts out there, whatever the, the case might be. But that's where it happened. And right now, obviously, we're in this super contentious election, more important than the last election when it happened. So having Twitter not be able to do as much damage as they did before, I'm curious to see how, I, I don't know that it's going to change things, but I'm curious to see how it works. I'm also cautiously optimistic because every time I feel like we've got momentum coming our way, something happens and it takes the wind out of our sails. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, we'll see what happens over on Boozed Manter as well, folks. We're headed over there. There's one last glimpse at uh, Nancy Pelosi's tatas in case you were wanting that. I don't think anyone did, Disco. But but you got it nonetheless. Tons to get to on Boozed Manter. Again, come on over. We're excited to keep this thing rolling with drinks. One last time, I'll paste the link in there. Bring your friends. Go get it. we got probably five minutes. So go get something. Use the restroom. We'll see you over there. For the rest of you, if you can't make it, we'll see you tomorrow. Be safe, be smart, be free. You've just heard Drew Berquist. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on DrewBerquist.com.